0: So I define trauma, I try to break things down so that I'm not using a lot of jargon. Uh, So I define trauma as any horrific or life-changing event that alters you mentally, physically, spiritually, or energetically. And so what that does is that it interrupts your flow. It stops you from continuing on the path or journey that you were already on. It's something that is life changing. So it's something that impacts you to the point that, again, it can cause you to have to change your regular schedule programming. <laughs> That's how I define drama.
1: Hey, it's your imaginary best friend, Finch. And I know at times life can seem hard and you can feel stuck with no valuable answers and nowhere to go. Listen, I have a host of secrets and recipes that will not only help you enhance your lifestyle, career, relationships, and finances, but also help get your ass off the fence. And just because you're not where you want to be doesn't mean you're not where you're supposed to be. So let's go do the work. Your favorite podcast, Off the Fence with Finch, starts now. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, it is get your ass off the fence time and we're ready. We are ready. Excited. I am excited about today being Tuesday and I get a chance to hang out with you guys for the next hour or so. Just having great conversation. Today we're talking about what the fuck is your problem? (laughs) You're probably looking like, oh, everybody just got shocked right now. Uh, I get it. I get it. But it's a great thing because if you've ever dealt with trauma in your life, this is the place you want to be right now. So I want you guys to go out, go tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tune in right now because we got the great doctor in the house to help you guys maneuver through your trauma. It's nothing like trauma that and I think so many times we've talked about so many times on this show, things that happen in our lives that are traumatic in a sense. We don't know how that shapes us. And so we go through our lives feeling and operate a certain way and not realizing we haven't dealt with some past traumas, some childhood traumas, some adult traumas. But needless to say, we have somebody here tonight that's going to help you get your ass off the fence concerning your trauma and help you heal or get on the healing journey at least, because we all know the work is up to you so if you don't do the work, then you don't get the results. All right, guys, my guest tonight is known as the healing alchemist. Those are big college words, in case you didn't know. Big college words. She specializes in healing trauma by focusing on mind, body, and spiritual healing. She's the author of the best-selling book, What the Fuck Is Your Problem? becoming an active worker in healing your trauma. And she's here to help you get your ass off the fence so you can enhance your life and live free. And we're getting one-on-one with her right now. Dr. Faneke (laughs) is here. I love Hello, hello. Hey, how are you doing?
0: (laughs) I'm great. I'm great. Thank you for asking. Thank you for having a great week. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Book launch was on Saturday. And so still coming off the high of all of that and just continuing to educate people on their trauma and healing the trauma and what it looks like and how it shows up and all that great stuff. So great week so far.
1: All right. First time author?
0: Yes, by myself. So I have been a part of other books where I've contributed. But for me to be the sole author, this is definitely the first time. And it's so exciting. And the words cannot really describe it. And it's so crazy because people think, yeah, I'm going to write a book and right. that it doesn't. <laughs> quite work.
1: <laughs> that part. Right. So when you talk about trauma, a vast majority of people I've learned have no idea what that is. So let's start with what is trauma?
0: So. I define trauma, I try to break things down so that I'm not using a lot of jargon. Uh So I define trauma as any horrific or life-changing event that alters you mentally, physically, spiritually, or energetically. And so what that does is that it interrupts your flow. It stops you from continuing on the path or journey that you were already on. It's something that is life changing. So it's something that impacts you to the point that, again, it can cause you to have to change your regular schedule programming. <laughs> That's how I define trauma.
1: Okay. So in your profession, I would have to assume that at some point you had to deal with your own trauma in order to help other people deal with theirs. When you think about your own trauma, what was it that allowed you to? Number one, recognize that you had a traumatic experience that you hadn't dealt with. But more importantly, how did you get your ass off the fence and get over that hump on your journey to healing as well?
0: Great question. So a lot of my trauma started in childhood from the age of four, as that's the earliest that I can remember. I witnessed a man get murdered looking out the window of my apartment building and then from there witnessing domestic violence in the household. And I remember the last episode of my dad assaulting my mom and he was like, hey, I'm going to come back and get you. And he was leaving and he was like, I'm coming back to get my daughter and I'm going to kill you, bitch. And so he leaves. And I'm thinking, yay, he's leaving because I was scared for my mom. But at the same time, I definitely thought that he was coming back to get me. The next Mm -hmm. day I go to school as if, you know, nothing had happened. Get to my grandmother's house because my mom, she worked 12 to 14 hour days. Get there. My mom is there, which is weird because she's Mm -hmm. never at my grandmother's house when I get off of school. And she calls me in the kitchen and she says the three words that changed my life forever, which is your dad died. And so all of this by the age of six and... I, for years, held on resentment, anger, feelings of abandonment. The last words that my dad said to me was that he's coming back to get me. Mm-hmm. And so then I never saw him again. So abandonment, fear, difficulty with relationships, distrust for others, not believing in other people's words, difficulty receiving love and giving love. And then all of those pieces. I carry that for years. I self harmed as a teenager. Just had a lot of anger issues and rage issues. Get to college, mm-hmm. and right before I graduate, I take psych one on one. I saved that course for life. <laughs> <not a> <laughs> i don't want to stay there, right? And now look at me. I'm a therapist. So right before I graduate, I take psych one on one, and we're talking about trauma. And the mm-hmm. teacher talks about how trauma happens and. How trauma can trigger violence in us and how it can trigger difficulty with our emotions and expressing our emotions and our feelings and all this other stuff. And it started to all sound, you know, really familiar. I was -hmm. like, oh, that's what's been going on with me. So I connect those dots. And from there, I was like, okay, I wanna work on it, but nothing major. I was still a kid. I'm 21, I'm still technically a kid. And nothing major, didn't really do anything consistent, like therapy here and a little bit of healing work here and nothing major. I hit about 34 and I go to China to train some doctors and some psychiatrists and some nurses. And I'm gone three weeks, come back home and no one's there. It's just me in the apartment. Mm -hmm. And I had a realization that, you know what? I would have loved for someone to have been there to be like, welcome home. I missed you so mm-hmm. much. <laughs> you know, <laughs> whoa, where have you been? And they weren't there. And so I realized then at that place that I wasn't really happy with my life. I had the degrees, I was making good money, I was traveling, I had all those things, but mm-hmm. something was missing. And that was when I decided, hey, you need to, you really need to heal this stuff. Like, you really got to work on it. So I devoted a year to really going hard and really focusing on my healing and i was boxing eating healthier i'm journaling i'm meditating i'm doing yoga i'm going to therapy i'm doing all these things and i was healing but i was tired and exhausted (laughs) (laughs) okay
1: (laughs) so you was wore out with the journey itself
0: wore out but it taught me something and it taught me that one to truly heal because Keep in mind, I'm about 34 now. All this stuff happened from four to six, plus other stuff had already happened in it, but that was like the core. So almost 30 years later, it's been sitting there for 30 years. It's been evolving. The energy of it has been changing. It's been latching on. You know, I I like to think of trauma venom and Mm -hmm. venom like the black, (laughs) how he like attaches onto stuff and gets a host. That's how I like to look at trauma. And so it had attached on to certain pieces and it had attacked my relationships and it had attacked my business and it attacked my thinking about finances and it attacked my friendships. It was attacking all these different pieces. And so I learned that to truly heal from it, it required me to be focused on healing mentally, physically, energetically, and spiritually. Because, like mm-hmm. I said, it was working and it was great. But I also learned that hey, maybe you went through all of this stuff because you're supposed to help other people. Mm. And so that was when I really narrowed my niche to working with women, specifically around healing those trauma energy blocks. And I was able to design a program that offered all of those different healing pieces, but from one person so that Mm. they wouldn't be tired and exhausted from their healing like I was. So So, so it was great. (laughs) Okay. So
1: when you talk about it affecting your relationships, you talked about it affecting your your finances and uh, and all those things. Tell me specifically, how did you recognize or what types of things you noticed that was a, it was affecting your relationships and now are we talking about romantic relationships, friendships, family dynamics or all the above?
0: All of the above. So you can't really separate them. People think that. People think that I show up in my love relationship one way and I show up in my friendships or my family another way. And it's not true. So you can't really separate them, right? Because you can't really categorize or move your emotions around based on the person. People think that, but it's not really true. So the things that I was noticing is I was lashing out at people. I was very quick tempered. So very, there was an anger there. I noticed that in relationships, I had a really short tolerance for people and things and I would just leave a relationship. So there would really be no closure for the other person there. I've had several proposals and I just love you and all of these things. And I couldn't quite return it. Like I never was able to really show up in those relationships. And then when it came to my friendships, there was always a distrust. You know Mm what? I couldn't never really let my guard down to say, yeah, this is really my friend. I really need to be all in and help them and go out on a limb for them. With my family, the way that it showed up was that because I witnessed my mom be abused, I became the protector. And a part of that was because I'm also the youngest child. But a part of it is that I determined in my brain that it was my fault because if Uh I wasn't alive, then my dad wouldn't have a reason to abuse my mom. My dad wouldn't be there. He wouldn't wow. be trying to hit me. So, as a ch- from childhood up until adulthood, I had convinced myself that it was my fault. And so, because of that, I became like this protector around my family. And so, I sac- it was a lot of sacrifices. So, again, I was in school. I was working. I was the one. Is anybody needing anything? I was taking care of people financially, emotionally, mentally. Just trying to show up because I always felt like I had to overcompensate for mm. the fact that I existed. And so that's what my trauma brain had told me. So I think what happens is when we experience those types of trauma, they can show up in so many places financially. My trauma came from seeing my mom work 12 to 14 hour days and in my head, oh, for me to take care of myself, I have to Mm -hmm. work hard. You gotta work and and we hear it, you hear it, Mm -hmm. but no, I gotta grind and my eyes never see the back of my eyelids. And we have created this culture and what that is, it's financial trauma. And we don't even realize it, but we've created a culture of hustle and grind because that's the only way that you can quote unquote be successful, but that's not true. So there were different pieces. And what really helped me was for that year that I was telling you about, I really went into like kind of solitude and I spent a lot of time by myself, a lot. And I started this tradition where every month I would pick a thing and I would work on it. And so as things were coming up, because the other thing is that trauma causes these layers. And so there's layers to the healing. You can work on one thing and then it exposes something else. And then you work on that thing and then it exposes something else because it's layered. And so I I was able to have that time to really dig through and get to know myself and start to really understand how it had impacted me.
1: you talking about layers like the Taco Bell seven layer burrito type of layers. Like Is singing. that what you're talking about?
0: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, you tackle one layer, and then you're like, oh, shoot, there's another one. There's another one. <laughs> all yeah. right,
1: so you talked about disappearing in a relationship. Now, we talk about he comes home or he comes over, all your stuff gone. What, when you say you just used to disappear out of relationships, mm-hmm. what did you actually do?
0: So it was a more of an emotional detachment. I uh-huh. remember my ex, and we he ran into some issues. He wound up moving in with me. And he was like, You're going to be my wife. And I really cared about him. And I remember after about 10 to 11 months, our lease, that lease was up. So I was moving. And I pretty much was like, I don't think that you should move with me. I want to just move by myself. So we wound up breaking up. And you I think <laughs> so, so that was <laughs> me. It was like by a year or before. Uh, I'd be like, okay. And a part of it was, honestly, I would feel myself getting too close. And when I would feel myself getting too close and I'm starting to let my guard down, oh no, it's time to go. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is not going to work. I remember my childhood boyfriend, who we were best friends from the time I was nine and he was 13 and uh, we had grown up and, you know, then started dating. And he proposed to me Mm -hmm. about, I think, two times. And I said, Mm -hmm. no, both times. I remember just breaking his heart, just... Mm -hmm. This is, all right, I'm going to leave and (laughs) go to Atlanta and pretty much this is not going to work. And I apologize to everyone that's listening.
1: Why are you apologizing? It has already (laughs) occurred.
0: I know. I know. A part of it is that a lot of times we have, we're broken. Uh We we have things about us and we don't even realize how they're showing up and how they're impacting us and and impacting other people because it doesn't just affect us. It affects the people that are in our lives as well.
1: Right. Now, when you think about how far you've come and you're looking at where it is you desire to go, you just currently uh, recently released the book. We got to get into real quick why you title it. (laughs) What what the fuck is your problem? I, I get the part about becoming an active worker in healing your trauma. And I think one of my questions has to be, how can someone become an active architect in their own healing if they are unaware of the fact that they need to be healed. Because you're talking about a host of traumas that occurred in your life. But there's a great number of, and being that you said you help women, there's a great number of men and women in our society right now, high percentage of them that don't even recognize that past traumas is the yeah. cause of why they're not able to function or show up or stay committed in relationships, why they have anger issues, why they do a host of things that they do that are not healthy for them. But when they are drowning that much in that sea of, of trauma, how do they become an active architect in order for them to get on that journey of healing? What are some three things that you would recommend for them?
0: First things first is that I am a huge proponent of therapy. I think that everyone should see a therapist and primarily because prior to COVID, seven out of 10 adults in the United States experienced at least one traumatic event in their life. That was prior to COVID. Okay. Now that we've experienced COVID, <laughs> I think it's <laughs> to about 10 out of 10. So knowing those numbers, I think that everyone should see a therapist and primarily because a therapist is more of like a sounding board. It's not really to, let me distinguish between mental illness and then mental health. And so it's, you think about your doctor, right? So you go to your doctor for checkups, right? And Mm -hmm. because you want to make sure that your physical health is where it's supposed to be, mental health kind of works the same way, or at least it should. So we have stigmatized it where it doesn't, but it should. And so I would definitely say that having some type of mental health professional in your life that you can go to just to make sure that your mental health stays up to par or that, that they can help you to identify, Hey, you may want to look at this or just to have someone to talk to that's outside mm-hmm. of your circle. Right. So that's the first thing. The second thing is that when it comes to becoming an active worker, a lot of it has to do with de- making the decision to heal. Like y- healing is a choice. It's not really, you can't do it unless you really want to do it. So one of my prerequisites for even working with me on that level is that you have to be ready because it's going to be life changing and you're going to have to do some things that are going to be uncomfortable. Why? Because we're, we get comfortable in the stuck. We get comfortable Mm. in our stuff. We get comfortable in the things that are not necessarily the best for us, but it's comfortable. So we just kind of keep doing it. So Mm. when you come to work with me, we're going to have to change some things. And so I need you to be ready for those transformations and those changes. So that would be the second thing. The third thing is understand that the people that are meant to help you are tools, so they're part of the tools, right? So what I mean by that is that it's like having a gym membership and then saying, "Hey, I want a personal trainer." And so you can go to the gym and by yourself, and you can right. put in your own regimen. And yeah, you may do great, but <laughs> having that coach or that trainer that's there when you get there probably going to increase your likelihood of, the, of you doing even better. So The mental health professionals, right, if you look at them like they're tools and then you open yourself and open your mind up to receive using different tools and different modalities. So like I said, for me, I was boxing at the time. I was eating great, very lean, very clean food. I actually had a chef that was like preparing my food and packaging it up for the week and like all that good stuff. I was going to therapy, I was meditating, I was journaling. So that's the third piece is that being open to working on all of you and not just focusing on one part. Because again, people think, yeah, the tra- I, I had some trauma, so I'm just gonna work on the mental health piece. No, it doesn't work like that. Like I said before, it latches on that venom. It tags mm-hmm. it, latches itself on the, all these different pieces. So you have to be open to healing yourself holistically at the same time.
1: Hey, thanks for tuning in. Be sure to give us a follow, rate us, and leave a comment because we would love to hear your thoughts. And until next time, get
0: your ass off the fence.